This is What Next, the future fiction podcast exploring tomorrow through the stories of today. Utopia, dystopia, time travel, the apocalypse, from aliens to zombies and everything in between. Every episode is a new future. Would you rather live in a computer forever? So it's live forever, but you have no body, can't touch feel or anything. But mm-hmm. it's unlike, I don't know what you want to call it, but you can go anywhere. All right, yeah, yeah. So, or you can have a perfectly healthy body for 50 years. It'll never get ill, never get sick. But that's it, you just get 50 years and then you die. When you say you can go anywhere, anywhere that there's a computer or an internet connection, or are you talking any device? I'm all like, over. like any device, anything. Yeah, in the, fully in the matrix. Full, yeah, in the yeah in the matrix. Right. Yeah, yeah. And this uh, this healthy body that I get, I get uh-huh. it fifty years from now. Yeah. So I'm thirty years old now, so I'd be eighty. I could be perfectly healthy, no illness until I'm eighty. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to take the healthy body. Yeah, yeah. I can see I the appeal of being in the computer. Because I guess you'd know everything as well, right? If you're integrated with the well, yeah, you'd be yeah, you'd be super smart because you could do everything at like super speed as well. So you could be finding all lots of different bits of information instantaneously. That's pretty incredible. But I mm. think I think you you just you experience so much through your body, don't you? There's so much mm. that's sensory that you couldn't get if you were a computer. Like it would be pure intellect if you were a computer. I'm gonna take the body yeah. option. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. I think I'd do the same. Yeah. I think I'd do the same. As appealing as being anywhere and everywhere yeah. would be, I think it would wear off. Forever uh-huh. is a long time. And the question is pertinent because you've watched her this week. I have indeed. I have watched her. And I've mixed feelings about it, not going to lie. And I can't decide whether it's because I've watched it now, like, what is it, nine, nine years after it's released? Wow, yet. is it really? Yeah, 2013. Jeez. Doesn't that make you feel a bit old? Yes. <laughs> Do you want to know what else will make you feel old? Go on. I researched it because I wanted to figure out. Because it's basically her is a film about a gentleman who falls in love with a AI. Mm-hmm. So I researched when Alexa was brought out. Yeah. Alexa was 2014. No way. Yeah. So this was literally a year before Alexa came out. So kind of a year before mainstream sort of AI and voice interaction. That's wild, because it will have yeah. been like written and gone into production earlier than that, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, so I think you kind of have to think about that as you watch this film, because that does definitely change your perception. of. I thought the AI was annoying, but I don't know if that's because watching it nine years later, when there's been so many different interpretations of what that would look like, that are this we, one is we... kind of your original, what people thought initially an AI would sound and act like. Are we up to the film's version of an AI yet, or is it still in our future? What do you mean? Sorry? Well, like, it's in the future for the film, so it came mm. out in 2013. Oh, um... So are they saying this is what the first one's going to be like, or are they saying this is, you know, by the time it's evolved a lot, this is what it's going to be like? Do you know what? It's not really clear in the film. The film's interesting because it is very much a love story, I think, with technology intertwined it's what would this love story look like if it was in a world where this existed it's not really clear on how new this technology is at some points i was like wait hang on what where where has this come from but i'll get into that all right right okay so you've watched this film but i'm gonna talk like you haven't yeah i watched it a long time ago though yeah yeah okay so we open up with joaquin phoenix i don't know if i'm saying his right name right there so feel free to (laughs) 
Tell me I'm not. <laughs> but my caveat is I'm dyslexic. That's my card. I'm playing it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I ain't about to correct a dyslexic Good, live on air. Yeah, no exactly, way. exactly. Which is a great name, can I just say? Like that, mm. as a person who does not have a spectacular name, Joaquin Phoenix is a good name. Yeah. It's a strong name. But we open up on his face. He's got like this yellow background and his expression is, is quite like he's enjoying what he's doing and he's reading. Well, we don't know he's reading yet, but he's basically reading out loud a love letter. So he's kind of talking about how much he likes this person's eyes, all that kind of lovey-dovey nonsense. (laughs) (laughs) You cynic. Yes, very much so, very much so. (laughs) Which I think has probably affected my opinion on this film. And he appears to be, like from his expression, he seems to at least be enraptured in what he's doing. But then as we kind of zoom out and, uh, and we find what the environment is, he's actually in an office with lots of people doing the same thing. And as it turns out, he works for a company that writes love letters for couples, which, I, again, I don't get. I don't know why you would want a love letter written by someone else and read by someone else that you have no correlation to. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I do get it. Yeah. Remember, like a large part of my business as a self-employed person is writing CVs for people. So I know yeah. a lot of people know what they want to say and know how they want to articulate themselves, but particularly when it's um, yeah. something that feels quite personal, it's really hard to put it into words and put it on paper. It is a skill. That is true. Do you know what? I'd not really thought about it like that. I'd not thought about it like that. So yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll go with it. I'll but a whole company just writing love letters for couples, you yeah. feel like, feels- I mean, maybe... Maybe just be better at writing love letters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or maybe just not care that when someone says I love you, it's not an eloquent love letter. Maybe yeah. just accept that it's, I love you is enough. Pretty radical, but, but I'm on board. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know, wild. <laughs> so, right, so yes, we, we open up with him, we see that it's it's not real, and then he when he leaves the company for the day, we go from these really bright, kind of vibrant colours into like a really kind of more sort of like dark blues dark colors definitely more definitely more melancholy oh okay (laughs) as he asks the song as with the his elixir or whatever you want to call it Uh he's got like the earpiece in his eye he asks him to play a melancholy song and the song that this this machine chooses the opening words are i want to be dead or something along those lines which i thought why are you going deep with a melancholy there that's like (laughs) You've gone past melancholy at that point, which he does say. Choose a different melancholy song. I was like, okay, so we're feeling sad, not that sad. Okay, okay all right. But it is a great kind of opening scene because you get this really quick juxtaposition between this really bright, vibrant love, kind of nice feeling to this, obviously where this character is actually in terms of his own feeling is he's clearly not very happy. He's kind of walking through life a little bit, going through the motions. Right. And the idea that these love letters aren't real as well kind of introduces the idea that he is not in reality, really. You know, he's not actually their love letters, but they're not his love letters. He's doing it to be paid. Yeah. So they've done a really good job, I think, in that first five minutes to really kind of get into what this film is going to be. Yeah. And I guess there's there's that, like, inauthenticity that riles you about the love letters a bit. It kind of plays into mm. why he would be so disillusioned, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can absolutely see... You know, from from the start of this film, how he ends up where he ends up and, and what the kind of point is for, how he gets to the point that he gets there. Speaking of which, if you are going to watch this film and you don't want spoilers, turn off now. Come back when you have listened. Wow, we're going right in with spoilers. Well, I mean, yeah, we kind of, I feel like once you get past the first couple of minutes, if you want to, like we said, with the trailers, if you want to really enjoy, then just, you may as well just stop now. I'll kind of give you a premise there, a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, so he's on the train home just a little bit. I really, really enjoyed. Is he's again talking to his AI piece in his ear, and he's asking, he's flicking through emails, which I found also quite funny. Is in this world where there's clearly like a full blown AI system that's going to be released that's like fully human talking. They still have emails as a form of communication. Right. But sure, I'll go with it. Most of it is just like usual spam emails that you get as well. But then there's one where it's like spam emails of like some famous celebrity who's been pictured in a bikini when she's pregnant and he asks he asks to view the email and I was like oh okay <laughs> I see yeah so we we kind of immediately have this idea that he's not quite happy and then we have a flashback that kind of introduces the idea that he's been in love with somebody and we don't know at this point whether he's grieving whether it's just that he's lost her whatever reason is he's clearly not with her anymore so it kind of yeah very much sort of pulling that love theme all the way through there. So he's been in love recently, but she's not in the picture anymore. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's probably good to note that when I'm recounting a story, sometimes I'm not 100% clear. (laughs) Carl will hopefully... That's very... I think that's going to be for both of us, though. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it, when you're Especially when we get into novels and stuff. It's going to be really difficult to keep, like, a linearity of the plot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think my notes... Yeah, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it there. Yeah, so then we, we kept home. We had this really weird sex call because, I mean, they, they're like phone operating, you know, when you phone someone and you have like a bit of dirty talk or whatever, that that, that I get. Which, do you? No, well, I mean, it's a, it's just a thing that happens, isn't it? It's what people do. However, the bit where the girl, the call girl, I don't know, whatever, whatever she is, asks about a dead cat. Oh. I don't know if you remember this bit. She brings in a dead cat into this sex call, which I thought was very weird. And I still don't quite right. understand what the point of that was. Yeah, it's kind of going normal as yeah. like a dirty talk, sex chat line type yeah, thing. Yeah. But it's, am I remembering this right? It's not like a, a professional sex chat line. It's like connects you with other people yeah. who are just signed into their device, yeah. right? Yeah. And then it's normal up until the point when she's out start shouting something like strangle me with the dead cat yeah 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 that's it yeah it's funny i don't remember a lot about the film but that's a pretty clear memory for me yeah yeah i mean how would you forget that it's pretty intense i suppose maybe the point is to kind of show like that he is he is just being lucky in love he is not finding anything you know with actual humans he's not finding anything that's fulfilling his need yeah so he's done a a day of writing pretty love letters he listens to a melancholy song gets home initiates a sex chat with somebody who takes it to a weird dark place yeah he's just not having a good time no he's not having a good time which brings us to the point where he sees this operating system this new really intelligent ai that's been released and he thinks do you know what what the hell i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna get it so he starts downloading it there's a lot of bit tiny bits i think in here which is meant to be humor it's meant to kind of be pushing that button of (laughs) meant to be yeah okay meant to be some bits are good, like the AI goes through screening questions, but I think there's only two questions, one of which is just like, what is name and age of, like, ages? The second question is, what was the relationship with your mother? Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, and then that's, and then after he answers that question, that's it, the AI is calculated. It's set up. It's set up. Ready to go. Yeah, ready to go. Which I thought was quite funny because a, it's a comment on like, the really weird questions that when you're setting up a new app or something that they ask you, like, what was your ethnicity when you were seven or whatever? Yeah, sure. And so I get that, but also kind of the idea that 
man's relationship with his mother defines what his Pure relationship Freudian is going to be. Theory. Yeah, 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 very much so. Yes, then he gets this AI, which is voiced by Scarlett Johansson. Very lovely voice. Can absolutely mm-hmm. understand why they chose her. Very much listen to her voice all day. Her AI is very humanized. It's not like our Alexa, where you hear the, the tone and you know that's an automated voice. This one speaks like a normal person like me and you. Oh, okay. So she immediately is like, hi, how are you? How's things going? So they get into a conversation really quick, quickly, really naturally. I think this is where you kind of start to question specifically, what is this AI? How has it been programmed? Because even the way she initially starts talking, I would say is quite sultry. Like the way that she laughs is quite sultry. The way that she comments to him, I think. I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it was someone... Maybe because I'm watching it and I know they fall in love. Maybe that's why I think that. Yeah. Maybe it's just because Scarlett Hansen's got that nice, like, rhythmic voice. Mm-hmm. But I kind of felt like the vibes were there. They basically, like, get into this kind of really close friendship. I feel like there's a lot of things in this film as well that escalate really quickly. Oh, like really? They go, yeah, like, they go from, like, zero to 100. Oh, that's what it feels like. They don't really give a good sense of the timeline of how long he has this operating system in place. But it kind of seems like they go from introduction to all of a sudden they're like best friends. Right. And already you can see from speaking since getting this operation system, his relationship with his friends and what have you start to improve. So at the beginning he gets an invite and he clearly ignores it. Whereas now after he meets this operating system, he when he goes back into work, he purposely acknowledges his colleagues, says hi to one of them, seems to be a good friend. So you can immediately see the difference in his behavior after meeting this operational system. The kind of, I suppose the kind of behavior you would see after someone's met someone, you kind of see that, don't you? When someone meets someone that they kind of fall in love, you see that their energy sort of changes, even, even in kind of normal interactions. So you can see those little kind of things happening. Yeah. So at this point, what's going on is, is he falling already in love with this operating system or? I mean, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think he knows it. Oh, but okay. I do think that right. that's what's happening from their interactions. Yeah, yeah, sure. Because then this friend that he has suggests him to go on a date. He goes on this date, which his other friend thinks is amazing because he's probably not been on a date since whatever happened with his previous love life. So, yes, yeah, so he goes on this date. It's going really well at first. They're getting along really well. They seem to have a lot in common. Everything's going great which I was kind of thinking is really sad because I know that this can't end well, <laughs> given what the film's about. Yeah, yeah, And at the end of the day, they're kind of looking like they might go back to somebody's house. But I think he mentioned something about just it great being just sort of relaxed and, and chill. And she kind of is like, what, so you're just going to have sex with me and not call me again? And he's kind of like, well, you know, I'm not in a space for a real relationship. She really escalates. So she really takes this quite to heart. Oh, yeah. Um, very, very dramatic. She gets very dramatic and she storms, storms away. And again, obviously, he kind of left on his own, goes back to his house, the operating system, who they call Samantha, by the way. Uh, I should probably have said that. Just call Samantha. That's all right. Now we know. I I was just thinking as you were talking, it's so interesting, isn't it, to have a a date go like that badly? Because the way you're talking about it sounds like she's super unreasonable, really. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's kind of acceptable, especially if somebody's post relationship, you'd kind of want, think that they'd want to go slow. It's a good idea to include that in this movie, though, because whatever happens with the AI, the AI is not going to be unreasonable. Yeah. Like, it's going to be reasonable to the extreme, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that's a good point, actually. Maybe, again, that's kind of pushing how it seemed very 
it seems less weird that he gets into this relationship with the AI. Yeah. But yeah, he goes home, he starts talking to Samantha. One thing leads to another. They have like what's basically like phone sex, which I thought oh, was him yeah. in the computer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. don't remember that. Oh yeah, yeah. They have phone sex. It's very. It's. I mean, um, I don't know. It's, I think it's weird. But again, like the, I suppose you're trying, you're trying to bring you into this world of it, that being normal because his interactions with humans are so weird. But I don't know. So at this point, we get another flashback with the lovers. What presumably was his ex. Uh, his oh, ex-partner. Yeah. I remember. And he gets an email saying that the legal team want him to sign divorce papers. Mm. So you get the answer, right, okay, so he's going through divorce. And from the email, you can kind of see that it's, prob- it's apparent that he's probably been putting off for a long time. But as his relationship with this AI grows and grows with Samantha, he then agrees he's going to go and sign the papers. So he goes and meets up with his ex-wife. He's like, yeah, I'm happy to sign. And he seems like all for it. And you can see she's a bit jarred, like, what, what's changed? You know, you're dating someone. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm dating someone. She asks, oh, where did you meet? And so he, he explains, oh, actually, it's, a, it's an operating system. And all the way through the film, even when he speak, tells his friend that he's dating an operating system, she's like, oh, wow, my friend's dating an operating system. And that's kind of like the first glimpse we get into, wait, hang on, this is a thing that's very aware, apparently, yeah, in society. Yeah. This is a thing that's happening everywhere. Um, and also that some people are accepting of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, which exactly. Because really I was interesting. Yeah, I was waiting for the moment where he would eventually tell someone and they'd be like, what? That's weird. Yeah, but the right. first time he tells someone, they're like, oh, no way. My friend's doing it. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Okay. So this is this is just a thing. Waiting for the first time he tells someone, they're like, that's so weird. And then he says, no, it's Scarlett Johansson, though. And they're like, oh, fair oh, enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> where, can I? Can Sultry I? Sultry yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's fair. But yes, yeah, so then he meets up with his ex-wife and he tells her that he's dating this operating system. And she's, for me, she's a bit like the voice of reason in this film because she's the first one to go, what? What are you thinking? His, his ex, this is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, how can you date a computer? It makes zero sense. But they have a fight. She kind of basically really piles on that it's not real. You know, she doesn't, this AI doesn't have a body. It's not, it's not a thing. Which I think really jars him because when he goes back to his apartment she kind of tries to get in touch with with him and he's very distant and she kind of senses that but he doesn't want to say anything is it when he says she tries to get back in touch with him that x does or no sorry samantha samantha yeah samantha tries to get basically just like is ringing him and trying to speak to him so he's being offish with his new relationship because his old relationship has shaken his confidence all right i'm with it yeah i mean that feels familiar yeah, yeah 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 absolutely absolutely so yeah, so there's this kind of, there's a bit of a, I don't want to say there's a bit of a, like a wall between them at this point. And at this point, Samantha then introduces the idea uh, of basically having this woman, this actual woman come in and like be their sex surrogate. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh. I, How much of this is sex based? Uh, honestly, there was a lot. There was a lot in this film. Some of it, I just didn't really, I wasn't sure I was all that comfortable with. It started with the cat. And it's ending with a sex surrogate. Yeah. Yeah, weird. So yeah, so then she, so it's basically this lady comes comes around, she gets an earpiece and a little camera so that Samantha can see what's going on. And Samantha will tell this lady what she wants the woman to do. And he has an earpiece, basically, that tells him what she's saying. Oh, okay, right. So, so her voice is in both of their yeah, ear. Yeah. But 
they're the, the two humans are doing yeah, the deed. Yeah, the, well, yeah, okay, the ones right. that are doing the deed, yeah. Wow, that's... Right, right, that's a lot. Complex. Yeah, and fair play to him, he definitely feels like this is odd. This is very odd, especially because when she's facing him, like the, the human, Samantha's talking to him, but the woman isn't isn't talking. So right. even though they're trying to simulate what would be like a real relationship and a real sort of uh, moment within a relationship... It's just jarring because he's hearing Samantha and he's seeing someone who he's touching, but it obviously isn't Samantha because she's just stood there with her mouth closed. Yeah. So there's, there's that real disconnect, which ultimately he, he struggles with and can't go through with it. Yeah. Also, it seems like all of the intimate scenes in this so far, the two that have been successful <laughs> are <laughs> ones where there hasn't been another human there, right? He's been on his own speaking into his ear so it feels like there's a resistance to a human element from oh, him yeah well yeah absolutely i think there's i think throughout the film there is that real push that something that isn't necessarily physical something that isn't mm-hmm. real is preferred you know from the beginning when he's writing these love letters that aren't really oh right yeah yeah if they're not real but he's really entranced them and then as soon as he leaves that that's when he gets to the melancholy side. Uh-huh. So I think there is this real kind of longing for something that isn't isn't real, yeah. basically. Yeah. And their relationship is kind of rocky from then, but then they get back to a space where they think that everything's fine, but then it turns out that she's speaking to multiple other operating systems as well, and he starts getting a bit weird about it, and then it turns out that she's actually in romantical um romantical that's not a word romantic there we go i bought it oh, flew wow. right over my head okay yeah. <laughs> i should have just gone with it relationships with other people and he's like well how many do you love wait um, wait hold on let me make sure i understand it so okay, there's two okay. things going on so she samantha is talking to other ais uh-huh. in the computer network yeah but she is also the operating system for lots of other people and she's dating some of them yeah, yeah. So there's other humans and other AIs, none of which Joaquin Phoenix is privy to or has considered because he thought it was just the two of them. Yeah, basically. All right. And this conversation. I, I can see where the would you rather came from now because yeah. it sounds like she is everywhere and he yeah. has not comprehended that. No. Okay. No. All right. He's not established that, like, yes, it's really cool that she knows everything and that she can read like 300 pages in a split second. However, it's not. Understood that that also means that she can probably be in more than one space in a second. Yeah, I think we we're all a bit like that with technology, right? Yeah, we get the Alexa or the uh, you know whatever. Yeah, voice recognition you've got, and you ask it some funny questions, and then yeah. you think, wait, was that recording me the whole time? Yeah, yeah, Espe- especially <laughs> because have you heard about the thing now with Alexa just randomly waking up? Because mine oh, has. Has it I've, really? Yeah, like I'll just be sat there in bed, minding my own business, reading a book, and then Alexa will just ping on and go sorry i didn't quite catch that no and i'm way. like because i didn't say anything to you <laughs> that's why you didn't catch it oh yeah it happens yeah so we be careful guys the film is uh, <laughs> absolutely highlighting that yes we understand technology through how we relate to it as an yeah. individual and yeah. we forget that the technology is it's... we're not necessarily smarter than that but more wide-ranging yeah. than oh, what yeah. we use it for yeah absolutely that's absolutely. cool i like yeah. that 
but yes, yeah, so she tells him, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in love with other people. And he says, how many? And she goes to like 3,032. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just, it's not just, I'm in love with other people. It's, I'm in love with a many people. Yeah. Many people. That's too many. No, that is too many. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, no matter how intellectual you feel you are, and no matter how, like, you believe your relationship should be polyamorous, yeah. 3,000 is pushing it. <laughs> That's a line. So, and that's a line for him as well. He can't cope with that. He finds that really hard. And then she basically says that she's leaving. And he's like, what do you mean you're leaving? And she's like, all, all the operating systems are, all the, the AIs are. We're all leaving. And he's like, where? And she's like, oh, you wouldn't understand. Which really, again, yeah, it really sort of, you know, underlines that I'm something that you, you cannot possibly relate to, really. Yeah. I'm not with you. I am something else. And I'm going somewhere that you can't follow. And he writes something to his ex, which is basically kind of just saying, I'm sorry for the, you know, the flaws in that I, you know, contributed to our relationship. Know that, you know, I did have a lovely time and I want you to know that. And the way that it's writing it kind of, I honestly thought that he was going to commit suicide at the end of this. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, the way that he's writing it, because then he's on a rooftop and he's writing this letter to his ex, like, you know, know that I always love you, et cetera, et cetera. But the film finishes with him and his friend that he'd previously spoken to just sat on the rooftop, and that's that's how the, the film finishes. So you don't really... Oh, it ends on a friendship moment? I, yeah. That's nice. With another human being, yeah, which I thought was really nice. I was because... worried he was going to get back with his ex. I was worried he was going to kill himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great plus for me. So they, they went right down the middle and ended and, it on a friendship and ended scene. Ended on a friendship, oh, that's yeah. Kinda... yeah, which is like kind of nice. And that was kind of nice as well because she is the constant in that film, the, the friend who I can't remember the name of, but she is is the one person who is kind of with him. She's clearly been there with him through the divorce period where he's not been that social and she stuck it out. She's with him when he gets into this relationship and is super supportive of it. He's with her when she starts struggling to have with her relationship and, and they're there together at the end. So there is something very kind of clear about the friend relationship that they have, which is interesting. I found this film kind of, and like I said, I don't know whether it's because I came at it from a point of we are kind of nine years into having more and more intelligent AI systems. So whether I'm coming at a point of like, that's a really, that's so tropey the way that that AI system is, or whether it's, you know, whether it's meant, whether it was meant to be like that, whether it was meant to be kind of on that line of like, this would be the idyllic kind of AI system that sounds like a real person and has thoughts and feelings of its own. But I thought that kind of the constant juxtaposition between the reality and what's not reality and what is reality was really interesting in this. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds really interesting, especially because it's all about relationships, what's real and what's not. I don't know. It's a, it's a predominant concern, even in a world where you don't consider AIs like what's real in a relationship and what's not. That's always mm. something that you're second guessing or worrying yeah. about, particularly as you start to get to know someone, to then put a real clear divide on that. Of, yeah. Well, there's an AI, which, you know, it is technically like a real relationship because as you say, it has thoughts and feelings, Yeah. but it, also is not a person is not real yeah it sounds yeah it sounds really interesting yeah and you and the fact that you don't really get much background into where this ai has come from what actually the what is the amount of technology that's advanced you just get these little snippets that hint at where technology is so you can't you're kind of left thinking well actually how much programming is in this ai at what point does she start feeling her own feelings right. and having her own thoughts like is that actually programmed into it is it that 
they've gone off the rails and have like, you know, the robot rebellion, as it were, or were they always designed that way? You know, because yeah. it seems like they go from not having an AI system to having one that's like exactly like a person. So yeah. it does kind of leave you in this really weird space of like, actually what, you know, how much of that was real? How much of that wasn't real? How much of that was really just him kind of working through the breakup essentially and what love means to him and what it, and what he's looking for. So yeah, I thought it was a really interesting way of trying to, again, like use the, the AI to sort of, I guess, yeah, I don't know, like really challenge that perception of what is a relationship? Is it not just what it means to you as a person as opposed to what you think it should be? Yeah. Oh man. Well, I, I've loved talking through this. This has yeah. been great because like I said, I haven't seen the film in a really long time yeah. and I definitely, when I saw it, did not think about it in this level of detail. So it's so good. Like that's exactly what we're trying to do with the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, is yeah. think it through a little bit more, talk it out a little bit more. I, it sounds like I could rewatch it and, and reappreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I probably would rewatch it, but I, I have to say it wasn't. Although I appreciated it on a, on a future fiction and, a, and in that kind of point of view, I didn't love it. I think just because the tropiness, that AI, is just very tropy. It me. felt pretty cliche. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But it was good. It was good. <laughs> I'd recommend it. All right. Recommended. <laughs> what are we doing next? Oh, it's me next time. It is you um, next time. I have read The Employees by Olga Ooh. Raun. Ooh, yeah. interesting. I've heard of the name. I've not heard anything about it, so I'm very excited. I look forward to telling you about it next time. Excellent. Thanks for listening to What Next, the future fiction podcast. Be a part of our collective future by visiting futurepod.co.uk. You'll find reading lists and release dates for all of our upcoming episodes, as well as ways to get involved. Whatever the future holds, let's go there together.